Yes, sir. Welcome to today. I got time. You know, today the first episode, year one, episode one. It's uh me and my boy Trent here. You know, talk to the people. We finally got it started for y'all. We finna get everything going. But today, on episode one, we got a special guest, our mentor, our brother, co-host, the Minister Sports. Chris Drew, what up, brother? How you feeling? <laughs> you know, I live for this, man. I'm living the dream. I feel like, <laughs> like extra spicy today. Like it's, you know, it's midweek. I got a lot to say. I got a lot to get off my chest. And what do they say today? I got time. I got time. Really? Right. <laughs> That's what I'm on. Man, we got a lot going on for y'all, but we're going to go ahead and, and let Chris uh, take it away with this. The first topic, we're going to talk about some getting into some boxing. Uh, we're going to talk about this fight coming up on Saturday. Yep, no, I appreciate you. So here we go. I, I told them they have to let me leave this one just because, like, I love I love boxing. Because something about niggas getting fucked up just, like, <laughs> in my face, right? And, and I said, I, you know, and it's like, it's like not just niggas, but, like, we got mechs. Like, what did, what did Adrian Brunner say? He said, <laughs> he said, they call me the can man. You know why, you know why they call him the can man? Why they call him the can man? Because anybody can get it. A Mexican, <laughs> a Dominican. And so that was the moment that got me into boxing. And now it's like, okay, I got a Mexican versus a Caucasian. And so it's like, all right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, hey, I, that's what type of time that nigga was on. That, he was on. Big fight this weekend, uh, Battle of 168. This dude, David Benavides, this nigga's name is the Mexican Monster. See, this is why I don't box. Like, I like watching boxing because I'm not trying to get touched by a nigga named the Mexican Monster. Like, think about how crazy you got to be to get named the Mexican Monster and you've never been to Mexico. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Like you don't even live like like you live in South Southern California. They call you the Mexican monster, and then you're fighting a guy. His name is Caleb Sweethands Plant, and so it's like, all right, like Caleb Plant's a real technician of a boxer. Like you know, got the combos, really good boxer. He was undefeated until he lost to Canelo, and he had yeah. knocked out of the year last year. He knocked out Darrell, and he also, knocked though, out that knocked with out Canelo. With Canelo, he, he he put up a good ass fight with Canelo too, though. He was, hey, I'm not even gonna hold you. He was beating Canelo. <laughs> hey. He was he, working with Canelo for yeah, sure. Yeah, Canelo in a blender. And honestly, I don't want to get too far off topic or like drag this out, but honestly, if Canelo had never fought Floyd, I'm I think Caleb would have beat Canelo. Would have won. Yeah. yeah, because like it was like like it like I, I'm sure that that loss to Floyd that Canelo took. It caused him to study that a lot. And they have similar fighting styles with like the Philly shell and like the pop shotting. And so he fit like he had a chance to figure out kind of that style of fighting, not to give too much credit to, to uh, uh, Planto. But look, this is like some bad blood in boxing, bro. Like usually yeah, like yeah. like usually you could tell, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like usually you could tell like when two dudes are fighting. It's like, oh, OK, like this is this is fake drama for a bad. Yeah. It's all about this. This all got from it, but it felt uh-huh. like. Let me let me get in here. Let me get in here. Yeah. So, so Caleb, you know the plant. You know that he just said. Uh, I just heard him say that him and Canelo had beef going on. You know, Canelo pushed him, so he socked his ass. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Well, he said, "What would you do?" It, it was either I'm fight or flight. He was like, "And I'm a fighter." So what you think I did? Sock. Absolutely. Him. Not so, now. Not now. So then he go for the Mexican monster. He said. He said. Me and Canelo, we shook hands after the fight. He told me how good of a fighter I was. He was like, and I'm going to see him again because I want that belt. Then he said, the Mexican monster, he said, that's personal. Is uh, If you don't know, his daughter, uh, Aaliyah, passed away 
2015. Uh, he was in the, in and out the hospital for 19 months with his daughter. Uh, she she was having 300 to 400 seizures a day and things like that. Yeah. And uh, the Mexican monsters dad went on a um, went to an interview. Went to an interview and said that he uses his his uh, daughter that passed away, Aaliyah, as a like attention seeker, as a clout chase. And he said, no, I don't fuck with that. He said, it's some shit you could forgive and forget. He was like, that's one of them things I'll never forgive him for. And it's it's up with him forever. I said, yeah, I got plan. I got planned on Saturday for sure. <laughs> you got planned on Saturday, but I, I don't, bro. Here's the thing, bro. Benavidez has been fat his whole career. Like he always had a little baby fat. This is the first time I've seen him with a six pack. I saw him with a six, and I've seen the way he beat other people down. I'm like, yeah. Now I'm rooting for Plant. Like I, I admit it. I'm rooting. For, I'm rooting for Plant. But they didn't name a Mexican monster. <laughs> <laughs> it do. It do. It do hit. You. It do hit you. But if he don't beat him, I don't know if he get that shot against Canelo. It's probably over with for that. If he doesn't beat him, nobody will. Is the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like at so one sixty-eight. No, one. So one Canelo's not going to fight Benavides. He's already said okay. that. Even though they had a mandatory, and Canelo said no, because Canelo said, "I'm the face of Mexican boxing. I'm not going to fight another Mexican." And then he said, "Nigga, I'm not even from Mexico. I'll, I'll beat you up. These anybody <laughs> can get it. Like, like anybody can get it in boxing." So at 168, it, it, like he'll have to go up to 175 if he wants to lose, like to a guy like B-Ball or whatever. But I'm gonna be watching the fight, and I, I'm hoping. I, I saw what what uh, at the face-off, Benavides said, "I'm gonna break your jaw by round six. I hope you continue fighting, so I keep messing you up." Yeah, he did That's say that. Absolutely. He said, "I'm gonna break his jaw by round six. I he said that dead ass. <laughs> That's a psychopath. That's a little, that's a little yeah, crazy. crazy. And then keep going. So I can't that's a, that's that's work. That's the Mexican monster. <laughs> what I'm saying, it's like it's like like I feel like David Benavides is the kid on Call of Duty that he'll kill you in the game and then unload an entire clip on your body, even though you've already spawned. It's like you've already respawned. Why are you still shooting at the ground? Like I'm spawn? behind you, ready to kill you. You still shoot mm-hmm. my dead body. <laughs> and the thing about boxing is there is no responding. Facts. I don't know. I don't think Caleb go to sleep, man. He he can't go to sleep. It's for his daughter, bro. Because I know it's gonna be disrespectful. Because I guarantee you, one of the Benavides people is gonna be like, "Go say hi to your daughter for me after we knock you out." And like, Ooh. we can't have it. Dad's oh, everywhere. Got to stand up for Caleb Plant. He better he better be in a back in the locker room wherever he is getting ready, like Goku trying to get energy for the spirit bomb trying to fight blue. <laughs> Hey, he's super saying three Caleb. I fucks with it. Hold on. He better be in the locker room just like this. Hey, everybody, get all fathers, give me your energy so I can go put this boy down. Hey, I would be giving him it for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on his side for sure. He definitely I am too. But this nigga, this nigga David Benavidez is great, bro. Like his brother was the youngest gold glove winner ever. He's he's like what, like 26 and one. Like he doesn't lose. Like he's been in a boxing, like it's a true boxing family. Family, yeah. So that, that's what I that's what I got. Give me to the next topic, y'all. I'm deep in my bag today. Let's go. Yo, number one QB of this upcoming draft class. Who you got? I know who you got, but tell the people who you got. <laughs> I want to wait. I want to ask y'all a question. 
What's okay. that? How do you guys feel about the pro days, especially the quarterbacks? I think they're a waste of time, personally. I mean, I feel like if you playing football, <laughs> if you playing college D1 football and you're about to be a top 10, 5, 192 pick, you can go make throws uncontested. Mm-hmm. To me, to me, it can't do nothing for you but make your your draft your draft uh, number go down. See, I disagree with that. Well, so look, so CJ Stroud is already what top three. Yeah. He goes out there at the pro day, those with in shorts and a t-shirt, and misses Marvin Harrison by three, four yards, six times. Ooh, wait a minute. I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling that. But then mm-hmm. AR 15, you know, we all talk about he he can't throw the ball. He's he's Cam Newton without the arm. He's a tight end. Yeah. So <laughs> we said, okay, so Kyle he's, he's Kyle Pitts at quarterback. So now AR 15 goes his pro day and makes all them throws that we know CJ Stroud can make. Well, now what's that look like? Oh, CJ Stroud, we're gonna put you down here. We're gonna put AR 15 up, up here. Yeah, so you see, so it does. So you just it does help somebody. Yeah. I, so you want to go? I can. Well, go. I, I mean, it helps. The to me, it doesn't me help hurt. me at all. I I don't me, care about pro days. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't help me. It could help somebody if I'm number two and I fuck up. It helped number four, five, six, and seven. Yeah, facts. It helped Zach Wilson because he was rolling left and threw it right, and he threw that ball, and it was like, look at the arm talent. Oh, my gosh. And you know he's a pretty white boy, so they like, we definitely need him. Yeah, but all he want to do is <laughs> fuck moms. <laughs> they know no <laughs> But they say, hide your moms, man. Hide the moms, man. He said, does the new guy have a mom? How old is she? <laughs> he in the rookie class. She is a crackhead for the mom. He need to be in rehab. Real no no way he hits a rod. Come on, no, no way he a rod mom. A rod mom like seventy six. No bro. way he go pound a rod mom. Bro, anybody can get it. <laughs> that's the sl- hey, that's the slogan for today. Anybody can get it. Oh god. Any any mom can get it. Do you, y'all don't know how devious Zach Wilson is. Man, that's y'all. No, no, y'all don't know. You know what he was. You know what my, what he was doing with moms because it wasn't it wasn't a regular like let me go over to the house or whatever and say what's up to your mom. Nigga, he was flying moms out on his family's private jet. Mm. Oh, hell. he was getting busy in the air. He crazy. Nigga, nigga, his family owns JetBlue. This isn't an ordinary milf hunter. This is the Thanos of milf hunters. <laughs> Oh, he snapped a finger. Everybody, mom gone. Nigga, this, like I want, I want y'all to see here just for a quick sec and think about all the generational greats we've gotten to see, and then transition to a a generational milf hunter. It's like if we're putting together a milf hunter, um, what Mount Rushmore? It's got to be him, Delonte, and some other guys. Like, like oh. he's he's up there with the greats. Oh, him, Delonte, Malik Beasley. <laughs> and then Jordan Pippen. <laughs> you ain't got to come for Brown, bro. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, it's him. That's our and then, hero. That last spot is Marcus Jordan. <laughs> like, I'm talking about generational greats. We got to witness some generational greats in the last couple of years. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong, like, like, 
Like, bro, how would you feel if you get on if you get on Instagram and you're and you're the backup tight end for BYU and you see your mother on a jet blue flight? You don't know <laughs> if it's next or not, and your heart drops. Your heart drops. <laughs> you pick up the phone like, Mom, where are you at? Yeah, like, Mom, where are you? Like, please don't be with him. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That nigga crazy, bro. But back, back to carrying <laughs> on though. So we did, I did it a weird place in sports, like a really weird place, because I firmly believe that the NFL Combine and NFL Pro Days should be more for show, but they've yeah. gained more and more value because of the marketing job the NFL has tried to do. And on the well, flip side, it's like I don't know how we've gotten here because it's not like that in the NBA. Yeah. Like in the NBA, they don't put you at the free throw line to see how many you can make in a row and be like, that's the fucking one right there. Yeah. <laughs> that Negro right there, can, no, they, we, we can draft him number one overall. Like we don't see, see that in the NBA. I, I think it's different though, because they go play pro am game. It's it's more of a risk in, in NFL. Cause they the NBA before they get drafted, they're gonna go play pro am games with these NBA players. They filming mm-hmm. all this. Then they got these showcases they they now making and making popular. But I mean, but we have the senior bowl, like we have these these other displays. Like the senior bowl, that week of practice, the watching should mean more. I guess the one thing you don't have is like on the hoop side, like like niggas are like, yeah, like hey, that nigga can really hoop. Yeah, and that's the only thing that's missing. There's like not that in the NFL because the OGs in the NFL are guys like Tom Brady, and Tom Brady's never gonna call and endorse anybody, be like, that's a player. Yeah. But I feel like if you I feel like if you don't do the combine and you replace it with like a a, a pro am type of game, they could replace it with seven on seven. I feel like that would be a a, a huge way to evaluate. But you can't do it with a game because that DN trying to kill CJ Stroud because he's trying to take top three. So now CJ Stroud's ankle broke before the draft. You know what I'm saying? And the pro ams, I feel like it's more of a competitive but love. Because you can hoop you around because it's not a violent yeah, sport. You know what I'm saying? So I feel so like what I, what I think they should do with the combine, which I think would be awesome for TV. Like, how would you guys like to see instead of having like these quarterbacks throw on air? Why not have a receiver in a corner one on one at the 20 yard line? Yeah, and, something like one on one, seven you, on seven, anything. Like you roll a dice, you get the route, and like like destroying used to do those those one on one showcases. Used like, to. Why can't we? Or still does. Like, why can't we see that at the NFL combine? I'd be seeing. On Destroyers videos, I be seeing better receivers on there than I be seeing at the combine. <laughs> I feel like you can't do that though because one on ones are so receiver heavy. Like, well, that's why you put them on the twenty. That's why you put them on the twenty yard line instead of getting full field. Like put them on the twenty and the yeah, ten. 20, yeah. 20 to the end zone. Yeah, that that's where you condense it because really, like, but then also like, is that real football? Because a lot of times you're not on an island, especially like in the NFL. You're not putting anyone on an island with Jettas unless it's like Slay or Shit, Gilly. They put Gilly on there, and where did Gilly end up? It's JJ was on the left pylon, so and Gilly was on the right. It's, <laughs> but wait, but Trent, I'll push back because that's closer to real football than having Zach Wilson roll left. Someone throws a broom yeah. and a bike at him. He steps right and then flicks it downfield to a receiver with nobody on him. Like it's yeah, closer to football than that. that. Like these niggas are playing catch. At least yeah. give me some trait that can transition. Because we do the we do those workouts to get guys ready. Like when you go to NFL practices, they they do those workouts to get guys ready because it shows at least a certain scope of look. This at least is some admission or some form of a game move, and I think that's what he's. Hands win one on one type shit. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. 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 So that's 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 where I'm at. I have CJ as my quarterback one though. I think yeah, size, frame. I do. I think Bryce Young is more bulletproof because he's got a little bit of Pat Mahomes in him. He's a little shiftier. Reminds me a lot of Russell Wilson, just with a more modern offense. And he played with an NFL coordinator down there at uh, at Bama. Those. That's my one A and one B. And then my my quarterback three, I think, is DTR. I, I don't like AR. I don't like Will Levis. So I'll be watching you too much, bro. Oh, I know it's DTR. <laughs> oh, nigga, I love DTR. I, I know. Him, I yeah. know. I was about to say DTR for you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Hey, I, hey, I love that nigga, bro. That's Jalen Hurts. That's Jalen Hurts. That's Jalen Hurts. Like 6'1", 4'5". He threw the ball harder than Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. And nobody wants to talk about it. Like he broke the record for hardest thrown ball, and people want to be like, "Well, well, Will Levis is Josh Allen. Man, if he's Josh Allen, I'm Mike Vick. You don't just get to be white and big and be called Josh <laughs> Allen. You feel me? Like I'm black and left-handed, and my Vick. So that's that's where I'm at. But y'all go talk about quarterbacks. You know my my one is also CJ Stroud. Not even because he a Buckeye. You know, go Bucks though. You feel me? Two Bryce Young. I, I think I I think I'm I think I'm always gonna give the height over. Over Bryson to CJ because mm-hmm. it's not too many quarterbacks that are five. I, what, however, the fuck tall he is, we don't know if he's six foot or five seven. He's five so, two to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, hey, hey, I, I see Bryson. Not, that's a little nigga. My, what up, little nigga? That's a little nigga in my eyes. We don't see too many quarterbacks that's five nine that play at an elite level. So I, I feel like he will be good, but we don't know if he's gonna be no Drew Brees or no Russell Wilson. So. I'm gonna take mature. I think he's mature, Kyler Murray. Mature, Kyler. I like. I like that though, Kyler Murray. If he wasn't worried about playing Call of Duty at three in the morning instead of going to practice, that ain't got. You know what I'm saying? He he was still. He was he was great. (laughs) Kyler was great, and now he's fell off. But I definitely see Bryce's that. And then my sleeper. He ain't no first rounder, but his hooker. That's my guy. That's my guy. I want to see perform. Y'all gonna hate it, but my one is CJ, you know, upstate. My two is y'all gonna hate it. I like AR. I do. Yeah, I, I do. I know he's struggling with accuracy. Hey, how about it, Chris? I just, I just like the not the measurables, but you know, the four, whatever he ran, four or five. So I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it like this, though. Imagine if Lamar Jackson couldn't throw a slant. So. I get it. I just want to, you know what I'm saying? I just want to see him develop a little bit. I don't think he's going to come out the gate better than Bryce or maybe even Will Levis. <laughs> but I feel like he got potential to be, you know what I'm saying, great. That nigga is just Aaron Hernandez. No killing. He's just a, no a big-ass talent. No, I was about to say something sick. I'm going to let that ride. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and then I got Bryce. I mean, I don't know. Like you said, he a little nigga. That nigga is tiny. I just don't know how he's going to measure up with the Nick Bosa's of the world and Joey's and Khalil Max. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, let, I don't know. So since we I'm, on since we I'm on AR since we on AR 15, let's, we might as well move on. No, wait. Oh yeah, move on. Hold up. To AR 15. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking. AR-15 can show up. He didn't even have a two-passing touchdown game in college. I know. At the Gators at that. He didn't win. He didn't even have a winning season. And he threw – I don't even think he threw for 2,000. And he completed 50% of his passes. But I'm going to let all that go. Bad year, whatever. Bad team, whatever you want to put on it. If 
AR-15 can turn into Cam Newton for real, then I, I understand Trent. But if AR-15 comes with this Florida Gators performance to the NFL, also to the team he's going to go, isn't going to have too many stars. He's not going to have too many stars. So them slants that he can't even throw some touch on, that's going to be a problem. Then he can't throw this pass. That's going to be a problem. He's going to try and throw a deep ball to who? Me? So when he throwing to me, I run a 4-8-40. So uh, bro down here catching me already. Well, how that's going to look? So look. I think he got a ceiling of Josh Allen. Oh, he's a, crazy. And a floor of Jamarcus Russell. Whoa. <laughs> Josh Allen, Cam Newton comparison is crazy. He can either be Josh Allen or Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> there ain't no in between with him. I, I can't believe y'all going to make me do this during Black History Year. That's a nigga. <laughs> but I got time to do it. And anybody can get it. Anybody can get it. AR-15 is finna get it right now. This nigga, three weeks into the season, had more tackles than he had touchdown passes. <laughs> Probably more picks, Bro, too. Give him a chance. Nigga, that's, how, that's how he had the tackles, because he's throwing an interception. <laughs> Not only a pick, but a pick to someone close enough where they jump he in and tackle. Yeah. And you want to talk about guys holding up. Okay, bud. I'll entertain you on this one. Okay. This nigga, Anthony Richardson, has never – completed a full football season he's a big hurt nigga so at least Bryce Young was healthy all through high school and played in the SEC and only missed a little bit of time in one year as a big nigga AR-15 he has missed games every year going back to high school yeah he Josh Allen and Cam Newton ain't do that exactly Cam Newton ain't do that when he was oh man not to mention on basic two-yard crossers, the layups of a football. This nigga throws yeah. like a Rawlis Chapman. This nigga reaches back. 99-mile-an-hour yeah. fastball. It's like, I'm right here. <laughs> no. No, no, no. The coordinator can, te- can, like, unteach that. No, here's the thing, bro. Uh, unteach it? Do you, does it depend on where he goes? So if he go to Seattle with Pete Carroll, you don't think he could be good? No. You don't behind Gino behind Gino throwing the DK and Tyler Lockett. If we're talking about QB two in the draft, why is he behind anybody? Like, what are we doing here? Because he's raw, just like Trey Lance was raw, and he's but he stinks. He stinks. Jimmy got hurt. No, Jimmy started, and then he came, and then uh, I'm talking about his rookie year. When did he start? Week six. His rookie year when he was dating Colin Coward's daughter, we didn't care. He was no good. Yeah. I mean, if he – I don't know. I like the the measurables. I like the intent – not the intent. Here's the thing. He, he, people, people fall in love with that, bro. Yeah, see, that's, I, that's that's what the combine did. Yeah, what'd he do? What'd he do? Dump a 77-inch vert? What the fuck he going to do with that at QB? He's going to be a <laughs> hell of a jump passer at that goal. <laughs> <laughs> Why not have him go be Antonio Gates? What's stopping him from switching sides? Yeah, I mean, that's you know, true. I mean, you know how they are in college. I'm a, I'm a quarterback. He's not right. gonna even. If, man, listen. Here's, here's, here's why he can't be QB two, because Florida thinks they're getting better quarterback play this year, with a Wisconsin transfer named Graham Mertz. That nigga AR is not it, and and I hate to break it to anybody. That's, like he, he's fun to root for. He's fun to watch. That's, it's I think fun. That's what it is. 
It's fun to tell generational lies about him, but he's really just black Paxton Lynch, and and that nigga was a better thrower of the football. Damn. <laughs> I'm just saying, like if we really if we really want to get in a vacuum and talk about it, like the nigga is just like like Jordan Love was a better thrower of the football, and and we don't think Jordan Love is very good. Yeah, neither so do a- a- But that's a different type of pretty different. A-Rod he's going to be great, but that might just be PR. A-Rod <laughs> lying like a motherfucker. You all know what A-Rod did? He went to that practice, saw him throw a football, and say, yeah, I can do whatever I want. I'm not coming to practice. Like Nobody's ever heard of a quarterback reporting and then leaving. This nigga checked in like it was a hotel that went and hit the town. It's Green Bay. Yeah, bro. He's not it, but that's fine. Hit me with the next topic. Let's go. Man, we're going to let Trent start for sure because I know he's ready and he's locked and loaded with this. Who the best three wide receivers in the NFL next season? I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go Jettis, Jettis, and Jettis. Oh, wow. (laughs) Come on now. I'm going to give a realistic top three. It's going to be Jettis. DJ and Tyreek Hill again. It's gonna be the same three that it's been not for a while, but you know, since Jettis came in, I you know I was never big on Cooper Cup, but I just think all about production. You get a great white hope. Losing Adam Thielen. What'd you say? The great white hope, Cooper Cup. That's how I like it. Great white hope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean they're losing Adam Thielen, they're losing targets. I just don't I mean someone gotta take him, and I think it's gonna be Jettis. Devontae Adams getting the Jacoby Myers. They lost Darren Waller, but they got uh, Hunter Renfro still. But they got Jimmy G, so they're going to throw a lot of check downs. And Jimmy G liked throwing it at number one. And then – but detail line up outside the numbers a lot too, and he don't like throwing out there either. And then Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill. Don't, he don't matter who he got throwing to him. He had fucking Skylar Thompson throwing to him, putting up a 100. You're right. Chris, give That's it to bad. me. Give me your three, Chris. Give it to me. My three, you know, it's it's projection based. Projection based. Um, I, I do have to be. I did be careful. I, I do think though that Jamar Chase will have the best year out of all ripe receivers next year. Well, I have them. I have them in my top three too. Um, I think Justin Jefferson will have the second best year out of all receivers next year, um, and I think Garrett Wilson will have the third best year. Mm. Uh, so we all got a different three. I wanna. Uh, I wanna hit on that real quick. You think Garrett Wilson gonna have a better year than Chris Olave? Yes. They do. Yes. They really do. Especially with A Rod. So, um, but, but Derek got, I mean, not Derek. Uh, Chris got Derek Carr coming in. And Mike, hopefully, Mike, Mike Thomas, Thomas gets healthy. healthy. Yeah. So who's gonna see the number ones? Who's gonna see the who's gonna see the coverage roll to him? The brackets, you know what I'm saying? Well, they're they gonna I mean, they're, they're, or are they gonna respect Mike Thomas too. Well, it's it's interesting because they're two different like the way you defend those two receivers is different, which means they don't present too much of, a, of an overlapping issue. It's like you see overlapping issues when you have two guys with, that need the same kind of attention. Um, Michael Thomas doesn't need as much over-the-top help. He needs underneath help because he's not really a speeder or a burner. Chris Olave requires a lot of over-the-top help. So you can do both. Without, it's still helpful, but you could do both without it like being backbreaking. The issue, like you, like we talk about with, with the Dolphins, who I flirted with having Tyree kill there. The Dolphins are interesting because it's tougher to guard Tyreek because Tyreek and Jalen Waddle both need over the top help. Yes. And that's where it gets messed up. And they both um, run good ass routes. And then, right. But everybody also need underneath help because you can't just let him catch the ball in space. Neither one. You can't like You're right. And my thing about Garrett Wilson, though, at three, in large part is because I think he's by far and away the number one um, with the Jets. I okay. think he is really good after the catch, and he reminds me so much of Justin Jefferson. 
Like he reminds you so much of him. Like that that foot in the like not just he's got Justin Jefferson in him and he's a little bit of like a, an Odell Beckham Jr. clone. He's like when his foot hits the ground, I'm like, oh my God, that's Odell. Like when when his stop and go is so twitched up, and he was the best of the rookies last year with the worst quarterback play. Like his, huh? He had the worst quarterback play for sure, but I think Chris Olave had a better year. Garrett Wilson won Rookie of the Year. He had more yards, higher average. Chris missed some games, though. Nigga, stay healthy. That's not my business. That ain't his fault. He got slammed on his neck. Like, you <laughs> get, like, like, like I held on to it in a touch. Wait, like, I, like, I, wait, I love, I love Chris. Yeah, they both good as fuck. They both good as hell. Like, 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 Chris, Chris is my guy. Yeah, but Garrett's like, like Garrett. But, is, but, if you watch Garrett on Sunday, that motherfucker is nasty, bro. Like this he is Garrett. Was, like, like he got dudes shifting like he's AI. No, Olave yeah. nasty too, though. Like, crazy. Olave's crazy, but like, like, like I, I don't think Chris Olave is a true, true number one because I don't think he runs the short and intermediate routes like a pro like Garrett does. Okay. I think Olave is like beat though, too. No, like, no. I think, I think it's very – I ain't going to say very close, but it's really close. But Garrett would take it for me right now. Yeah, I, I just think Garrett – like like Aaron Rodgers was going to force feed him, bro. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, also with Lazar being there, you never know how it's going to go. I mean – you never hey, know. It's A Rod's boy right there. That is A Rod's boy, but I also watched Christian Watson eat while Lazard was on the field. Yeah. Turned that nigga to a beast. He turned him <laughs> and Romeo Dobbs hey. into like. Like I'm just saying, like, like, so, like, yeah, Aaron will force feed him. Yeah. But that nigga Christian Watson is people are telling generation wise about him because he was getting off with Allen on the field. Like Allen's great, a great blocker, a really good number two. He is like a poor man's Mike Mike Williams. Like I, I like Allen a lot. I draft him every year in fantasy. Like he's my yeah. guy. But then Garrett's getting active next year. No, Garrett is that guy. I I don't know. Guy. I feel like it's all gonna go because Brees. If Brees come back healthy and come back and do the same thing, mm-hmm. that's a lot of touches gone. Because he got hurt. It's it's just a lot. They loaded. They loaded. They are, and they might get Zeke too. Zeke's between them and the Bengals, I believe. Yeah, them and, and the Bengals. Uh, uh, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, one more. Yeah. One more. Yeah, fuck the Eagles. No, it's one more. I just seen it. No, I know. I just, I just felt like mentioning those two because those are. I'm biased. It's either he's going to either. I know you do like the Giants. (laughs) The Giants is looking okay. Hold on, let's we digress. What's your top three receiver going in this? All right, I don't got JJ at one because I think um, it's going to be damn near impossible for him to repeat that type of year he just had. So I do also have Jamar Chase at one. Because we forget he was hurt. Um, so, I mean, a lot of people discredit him. Or not discredit him, but they put him way down because he got hurt and he didn't have as good of the years he did as a rookie. Uh, I, but then I do have J.J. coming, like, you know, 14, 1,500 still. Because, I mean, who the fuck going to get the ball? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I do got him being the second best. But my third, I'm going with Revenge Diggs. Mm. I feel like Stefan is in that mode where it's like, if I do not go grab this motherfucker this year, I don't know if we go back. So I think Diggs is going to be on a whole different type of mission this year to try and get past that championship game, past the Chiefs, past the Bengals. I feel like he on that type of mode. So that is my third. 
I get behind it. I mean, I I think Diggs is one of them ones. I am curious yeah, though. I, I I guess I, I love the Jamar Chase pick, and it's something that we neither of us mentioned to guy was that like they're probably gonna get an offensive lineman in the draft. So Joe's yeah. gonna have more time. They got like, Orlando Brown too. Yeah, and they did. Yeah, so they're gonna have a better yeah. offensive line. And if you have to cover Chase for half second more, so goodbye. Also, <laughs> I do like it for y'all too, because like y'all y'all took him. I did not take Lewis. Uh, ain't this a contract year coming up for him? He got something to prove. Yeah, him I mean, and T. Higgins got a contract coming up, right? I mean, I feel like no matter. I think this contract's I'm, two years away. Two years in T this year. Yeah, T's this year for sure. So you know, so Nigga what do you think? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You he, say fuck T. Yeah, he did. He yeah. Did. What the fuck you mean fuck T? He, he a hater. Bro. T a beast. You're crazy. Nigga, hey, good corners be having him in hell, bro. That nigga yeah, only gets against number three corners, bro. I'm just saying, bro. All right, we ain't gonna disrespect. We ain't gonna disrespect T. I mean, I still, still had top T, but I just can't get out of my head. Jeff Okuda having him in a straight jacket, had him in. The Jeff corner. Okuda not no slouch, bro. That is a number one corner. And a top what? He was top ten, didn't he? He, he went four. Yeah, I was gonna say he top five. But you know, we ain't gonna disrespect T. We ain't gonna get on Okuda. Okay. Who has made the best offseason move this far in the league? It's gotta be the Jets, I, right? Huh? It's got to be the Jets, right? Well, I'm going to let my brother here speak. Go ahead, Trent. Tell him who you said it was. I like the Cowboys. Taking Brandon Cuss, getting uh, CD at number two. They got rid of Zeke, who was running in mud and injured a lot. You feel me? They And then they got Stefan Gilmore. They got someone on the other side where they don't got to worry about Anthony Brown or uh, 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 I don't remember his name. Uh, Deron Bland, he was actually a pretty good slot. But just oh, Jordan Lewis, that's the other nigga who was over there getting torched by everyone. You feel me? So you put Gilly Lodge, you could either put him on an island with the number two, or you can roll coverage, and then you can let Diggs do his jumping shit and have over top help. Hell yeah. Okay. I mean, I can get behind it. So I'm tired of everybody disrespecting my nigga Zeke. <laughs> Zeke, you <laughs> good still, wild, bro? Yeah. You got to think he did have – he had the best offensive lines for his first, what, four years. Yeah. So once all that falls apart, he's trying to adjust, and then you know Tony Pollard come in. He get the t- that play that Tony Pollard came in. Zeke might have ran fifty yards. We don't know. But wanna, let me hit back on Zeke real quick. Zeke also was getting a lot different runs called for him. He was running between the tackles and up the middle a lot while they're letting Tony Pollard bounce out and get them outside zone. Yeah, the, the, the stretch runs. Yeah, they were they were using Zeke as a fullback just to go get them short yardages. And sometimes he went for like eight yards, ten yards. I seen one where he went for twenty-two. But even in the open field, he's still not moving the same. And you expect that from someone who's seen two hundred touches for his first five years. I mean, he, I mean everybody. I mean, he. I, I got him bouncing back this year. It, it ain't gonna be nothing crazy. It ain't gonna be rushing leader, no shit like that. It, I got him about eleven hundred though this year. I'm gonna go depending. Let me say, depending where he goes, if he goes to he goes the to Cincy, if he goes to Cincy, I can see him going over one thousand. Yeah, I can't if Joe Mixon's not in trouble. That nigga. I can see <laughs> <laughs> if Joe Mixon is still the number one, eleven hundred gonna be hard, but he's gonna be. There. I feel like he'll be the um the Tony Pollard of the Bengals though. Mm-hmm. In the sense, uh, you know I mean, now nah, they, they, I mean, they moved Joe Mixon, right? They move him for a draft pick. They, they don't want to pay him. You think, yeah, he's I, also he, he could definitely be a cap casualty. 
I mean, yeah, well, I mean, we, we just got to see right now, or is he got one year left? Nigga, he just shot at some kids having a nerf war. And I don't, yeah, I don't know that nigga's contract situation. If he go to the <laughs> Eagles, I feel like he get 1100 easy. Yeah. Mm, with her. It just depends yeah. where he go. That's all I'm saying. Everybody just not getting him a chance because of what's been happening. But you got to think, his old line ain't the same. He got Tony Pollard branching out, and he's performing a little bit better. So, of course, we're going to go with the better move. And he's younger. So, we're going to get more out of these younger legs than you. We're going to send you the fuck away and go watch you get a 1100 somewhere else. I'm praying to God does not go out like Todd Gurley. That's all I'm praying. I, yeah, praying as well. Like, well, I don't, he had the big injuries Todd had, though. You're right. I, and, and I love that nigga, bro. So, I'm just praying he don't go out like Todd. Right. But I'm going to fuck everybody day up because I'm a biased-ass nigga to this person right here. So the Dolphins <laughs> have made the best move in the offseason because they went and got Jalen Ramsey. No, I don't have no explanation for you because Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in the league. So, therefore, that easily – is the best move. He's with Tyreek Hill. He's with Waddle. They have X. They resign Raheem. I mean, come on, man. What is we saying? As long as Tua don't die, Super Bowl. And that's crazy. That's, it's crazy you said that because that nigga might just die. Hold <laughs> hey, on. Oh, no, I didn't finish. J-Ram, I told everybody before the show that I was going to do this. So get y'all TikToks out. Jalen Ramsey, I live in Tampa. You feel me? You in Miami now. So I'm going to DM you this. You probably ain't going to respond because, you know, you, you don't know me or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to try right here. J-Ram, I'm trying to interview you whenever you can. It's a three-hour drive, and I will make it. And that, that's, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm standing on. Ten toes. I was going to rebuttal, but. All I'm going to say is I would pay good money to see the, pa- the practice tape of the one-on-ones between Waddle and Ramsey and, and, and Tyreek. And X and – oh, I can't hey, that's Did y'all see that Cheetah was like – in practice, he'd be wanting all the smoke. Like, X, X don't be ducking him, but every time he get up to the line, he'd be like, come on, X. <laughs> come here, boy. <laughs> Ain't nobody running no 4-1 with you, nigga. <laughs> He yeah. just went for cover, so 60 yeah, yard champ or 60 meter like dash. Champ. Only thing I don't like. Bro, that video when he jumped like that. Okay, Sauce probably the best right now. Yeah. He, has, ooh, he has two tough twos. He has two. He has two tough twos. But I like Sauce. That motherfucker is crazy. He gave up zero touchdowns in like five years. <laughs> He's literally <laughs> a freak. <laughs> but you know, Sauce so, when when J Ram gone, Sauce gonna be my dude. I love sauce, man. Yeah, sauce that guy. I, I fuck with sauce heavy, but J Ram, that's that's my guy. So I got sauce. Got to sit back for a little minute. I don't have an answer on who's having the best offseason. I mean, because it's a lot of good moves, man. Atlanta made some good moves. Jets made great moves. Hey, Atlanta's not on that list. <laughs> Atlanta has made some good moves. If you make good moves, I mean, come on, they went and got Jesse Bates. They went. uh, But here's the thing. Here's the thing. To me, if you make good moves just to win five games, I don't care. Well, we don't know that. Go get Lamar. Yeah, like what did Lamar go there? Nigga, I'm not grading them. That's like saying, man, I could get an A on the final on the final. (laughs) So, like, that's like saying, like, oh, like I have a B right. Like I could get an A in this class if I ace this test. Hey, nigga, we ain't seen you you ace the test in seven years. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's saying, like, oh, like, if I get this yeah. answer right, I get to graduate. It's like, nigga, you. 
You've never yeah, answered that question right. Taurus was Julio. That's what I'm saying. Like, like we. All right, we I, I understand what you're saying. That's that's all of what ifs. All of what ifs. We have yeah. literally watched the Falcons never get it right. These niggas. Okay, they got it right. They got it right, and then they got it wrong in the same night. That's what I'm saying. Forty-five to three. Hey, Matt Ryan. <laughs> It's like it's like they said if one plus one is two, then two plus two gotta be six. Like nigga, no, you gotta run the ball to the left, run it to the right, then throw it downfield. Don't throw the ball every play. He just yeah, threw two is. pick sixes. Stop throwing it. That's a little. <laughs> and then you stop throwing it to your best receiver. That was a like, like they're literally the kid at spelling me that got the hardest word. He got the first nine letters right and messes up the next two. <laughs> like we we've literally never seen the Falcons get it right. So yeah, y'all can bet on it. Getting Lamar sa- sounds good. I heard the same thing from their fan. Their fan base loves to tell generational lies. Remember they told you they were getting Deshaun Watson? Oh my god! Oh, I didn't even. They I missed it. them in the Saints were the last two teams in the running after Deshaun said "fuck the." Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> Again, we have literally never seen the Falcons get it right. But really, we gotta wait till after the draft because the team that probably had the best offseason that we won't know until a little bit later is the Bears. Yes, sir, my boy Jay And it's really funny because, like, the Panthers had the worst offseason, even though they had a number one overall pick. Like, if they just yeah. would have done things right when Matt Rule was there, they would have had Justin Jay Fields, Fields, Christian McCaffrey, and more. And now, yeah. now, they now you're stuck with J.C. Horn. Yeah, they have J.C. Horn. He good, no. but what the fuck he's, is he going to do if they don't throw his way? <laughs> bro, bro, he's good, but the car's broken down. Why are we getting a pair of shoes? Buy a new yeah. engine. They right? also have, I mean, their defense is pretty solid, though. But, no, I mean, I mean, it's the offense that they don't have. And then it's, eventually it's going to start. Brian Burns is going to be like, yeah, I'm going to fuck up out of yeah. here. Trent, what if I told you you haven't eaten for a week straight? But you got some water for me. <laughs> but you go to the vending machine and there's chips and you choose a bottled water. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, take the Doritos. <laughs> right? No, for sure. They got rid of their only weapons. They got rid of saying, like, like we have a faucet with water. Like there's a faucet with water. You're at there's yeah, that, no food anywhere. Don't get yeah, water out of the vending machine. They about to fuck the world up and take Jalen Carter at one. They're having the worst, <laughs> they're having the worst offseason by far. You traded away the only receiver. You traded away your running back that's top five in the league. And then you're gonna go draft the rookie quarterback to throw to uh me and Trent. At one and two, and Chris in the slot. No, no, uh, we, we got a little white slot receiver, bro. Because I have a theory on those guys. We're gonna have Trent Stone at running back, and we're gonna hope CJ Stroud perform. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, like if if I'm on that team, anywhere on that team, I'm probably Jay and a nigga week one. Yeah, I'm mad. I'm I'm heated. We got a, we got a box because I've got to get cut so I can get the fuck up out of here. I'm heated. Imagine being on the defense that you know, like, all right, damn, I can hold y'all to 20 and just knowing that y'all can't get 10. <laughs> Bro, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be bad news. They had the worst offseason and they didn't have to do this themselves, but I hate the Panthers and I hope And then bad. not only did they have a bad offseason, they're gonna be ass and they're gonna give Bears another top five pick <laughs> next year. But <laughs> it's gonna be Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison Fields, DJ Moore. Oh, you know what? We ain't even we ain't even gonna get into all that because hey, we love Fields, Nick, we love all state. 
Niggas in Madden are going to be egregious with you. Hey, going crazy. <laughs> but uh, we're going to carry on to the next one. We got QBs and the prices. How much is Joe Burrow worth? So we all know the number one nigga that this concern is about is Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Why in the fuck has he not been paid, <clears throat> aka Trent and the Ravens, weak ass Ravens? So uh, he's he said he ain't he don't need a fully guaranteed deal. He said that, but one thirty three ain't cutting it. Not and enough. I, it should, especially uh, one thirty three three years. I wouldn't want that either. I am unanimous MVP, and Deshaun Watson was touching women, nothing on their backs, unwillingly, <laughs> while I'm out here going nuts, <laughs> going to the playoffs. Yes, we may not win, but I'm out here doing what I can, and, I, and I'm only going to get 130. This nigga got 200? Guaranteed? Come on, bro. You you disrespecting the hell out of me at this point. And if you ain't going to give me this pay, I know the Steelers will. <laughs> I'm just playing. But I know somebody will give it to me. Well, it's like it's like the bigger thing is like, I know you have it. It's like you go over to your friend's house and you, you be able to the counter. He goes, like, you know, goes and grabs a juice box. It's like, can I get one too? It's like, no, nah, we don't. We don't got no more juice boxes. I said, nigga, I, I seen him back I there. I see it right there. Like, it's gave, three left. You gave Rofon a hundred mil. Just, why? Why you gave like, first? Like, why is this little kid telling me I can't get a juice box? Like, nigga, you didn't you didn't pay for him. It's not coming out of your pocket. Like, like the Ravens owners don't actually have to pay him. It's the salary cap the NFL gives them. Why did Raekwon get paid first? I don't know. I I I, I, I don't know. And Justice Hill got resigned. <laughs> Justice Hill, what the fifth string? Like, what the fuck? It's like it's like you letting all these niggas grab juice boxes, but I can't get one. But I, you gotta think that the yeah, Ravens I don't know. Pause, track. I don't gotta think four. about anything. Aaron Rodgers gets on average fifty million dollars a year. There is no reason why Lamar Jackson can't get forty five, and that's what this boils down to. And you also gotta think though, like. Don't wouldn't the Ravens want to pay Lamar before Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert get paid? Yeah, and then they raise it even higher. So now they asking for fifty five, and you want you're like, here you go, Lamar. Here's forty. Like, what? Well, I am not Daniel Jones. Yeah, Daniel Jones getting a better offer than him is actually fucking crazy. A nigga we didn't even know was gonna get drafted top five from Duke. Duke football fans, listeners, this is not hoops. This is not the Zion Williamson's. Daniel Jones came from Duke football team and made more money than Lamar Jackson, the Louisville guy we watched and loved highlight tapes on it. Win Heisman, win MVP, and he and he getting more money than Lamar Jackson. Man, get the fuck on with that, man. <laughs> I, I just can't believe they paid Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Saquon got franchise. I don't even want to get on your Giants because my boy Barkley is Barkley. Like, come on, man. Uh, Saquon didn't get paid. He got tagged. What's up? I guess you got to have Daniel Jones. I don't think Daniel can spell million. That nigga is just always looking glassy. I like he has no clue what's going on. I'm convinced that he's the illegitimate son of one of the Mannings, and that's what happened. <laughs> oh, like someone cheated on someone and out popped Daniel. Like he he's like the Jon Snow, but like not likable. 
I mean, I, I watch this nigga run 20 miles per hour in open field and fall down for no oh, reason. Like, no, that shit was crazy. <laughs> Like, monster, what God. was that? Like a 68 yard or two? He was getting the fuck off. <laughs> he skated off and then face planted for no reason. Face fucking planted. And it's crazy because I saw it. I'm watching it. And watching he, it live. I'm watching it. I'm like, this nigga's not about to fall, is he? <laughs> <laughs> and then I turned and looked at my boy. I said, a nigga would have never fell on that. That's on me. No, like, like never would have fell. So, uh, I mean, Daniel Jones not bad though. He's, he's better than Baker, though. and that's really what this comes down to. I don't, I, I, you know, it all comes down to: Are you better than Baker? Because Baker, <laughs> Baker, Cam Newton is better than Baker. You heard what my nigga said. He is top thirty-two in the league. He did he, playing he, with that nigga, man. He, he did say that, and then proceeded to miss multiple throws at pro day. I'm not hey, going to get into chill, that. Chill, chill, bro. That's my boy. Hey, not during Black's hit, black yeah, history. Not, not, here, yeah, not doing, not doing that. No, we he already disrespected me. young Cam Newton. We can't. No, no, go no, he owes, no, no. He owes me an apology. But oh, anyway, I'll, I'll get to that at a later day. What, <laughs> what I will say is that do you remember Baker Mayfield's rookie year or his second year? He said, "I don't understand how teams could a team could draft Daniel Jones or something about winning." And then this nigga proceeded to lose every game that mattered. And then he got cut. <laughs> and then he and then, got benched. By he got benched. And then he signed a little baby deal. He signed a little baby deal with the Buccaneers. And my nigga Daniel signed for, for over 100 M's. So I know he won't. But but on, on behalf of Daniel Jones, dear Baker Mayfield, do you want to borrow some money? My line is open. That's what I'm on. Give me to the next. Since we're on the prices, though, how much is Joe Burrow worth? I think it's worth 60 million a year. But I think if he's smart, he'll take 40. Yeah, and, to, to help build around himself. And that's the balance. Take the Pat Mahomes route. Mm-hmm. Well, if Pat everyone's Mahomes, smart, you take no, Pat the Mahomes Pat. Took a chunk, Pat Mahomes took a chunk that year one. I mean, yeah, but throughout the whole structure, time, right? It was structured correctly for him to get all his money in one year and then dispersed afterwards. No, I think you should take it a step further. Like, like take the Tom Brady route. Like, put yourself yeah, Tom, at the yeah, end take of the, the better Tom yeah. Brady route. Put yourself at the end of the top ten in terms of pay, because really, like, how much does my life change if I have forty million versus sixty million? Yeah, and then uh, if I got this forty million and I go get these two three pieces, now I won the Super Bowl. That twenty million come in anyway, <laughs> so and then what, I get on, and then I get on DraftKings and put it on my over, and now I'm Calvin Ridley, and I'm rich, rich. Oh my <laughs> god! Oh, that boy is coming back to them Jags. He's back home, like that transition. How do we feel about the Jags next year, boys? I I got him going back. I mean, they have. No I hate I hate Trevor right Lawrence. Right. Trevor Lawrence is the most bipolar quarterback in terms of performance I've seen. How, oh, like, like, how are you I, down 27-0? Throw yeah, <laughs> like, four picks and then you come back. He won. Exactly. That's his point. He's bipolar. I mean, oh, shit. Yeah. I like I don't hey, how did this thing go from Nathan Peterman to Steve Young? And, and like, what did he have <laughs> I like I like his did he man. have Mike Secret stuff in the locker room? Like what happened? As much as we've hated Trevor Lawrence since college because he was always going against us, I, I, I fuck with him. I do fuck with him. And I think adding Calvin Ridley to that team is gonna be is gonna be good. I really do. Oh, they did. Did they lose Evan Ingram? No, I stopped fucking with that nigga a long time ago. <laughs> I 
Oh, that he that hit home. <laughs> he heard it here first. Evan Ingram hit home when he left the Jet Giants on Chris Drew. He was dropping passes for the Giants. Then go catch eight hundred for the Jets. <laughs> that nigga got the Vegeta hairline. Decided he wanted to catch a ball, and I can't. Also, need to be mad at the Giants for re-signing Sterling Shepard. Old ass. Nigga, if Evan Ingram gets down the field for more than 15 minutes before he rolled his ankle, I would love it. This nigga got there and got healthy. I don't know if he's doing roids. I don't know if he's been watching Dragon Ball Z. I don't know what the hell going on. Like, I do not rock with him. Now, the Giants have a little good offseason, too, though. Yeah, no, Darren Waller looks good. But, no, I think I think Joe Burrow's worth $65 million, but he should take 40 Yeah, I, I like that, too. But, I, I mean, I think that for all QBs as well, like, build around me so we can go win the Super Bowl, and I'm going to get all that money back from – Playoff checks, Super Bowl check, this check. Now I got this endorsement. Now I got this. It's all coming right back. Right. So like take the pay cut so you can build then, around yourself. I mean, he should only do that if they pay him early, though. Unlike Lamar. And they wasn't trying to build around Lamar. Any oh, no. they gonna pay. Joe Burrow is white and elite. He's getting paid. <laughs> He's he, getting he, paid. It's funny because like, it's something about like white quarterbacks that have some nigga in them. You feel me? Like Joe Burrow, really what is it? Joe Shiesty definitely yeah, got some whacking. That's what I'm saying. Like, like you see a white quarterback wear some buffs, like, oh yeah, face of the league. Come on, man. Buffs, buffs, off the, like buffs off the chain, off the fur coat. Who is he fucking feeling like? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, 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 no, no. And here's why. Here's my theory on it. See, when you got a white quarterback that wears buffs, it's like, oh, you resonate with both sides. Yeah, like the niggas you. rock with you, but then white people are like, oh yeah, like look at him, he's so cool. When it's the other way around, doesn't work. Like when the black you know guy, no, no, when the black guy has a little bit of too much white in him, it's like yeah. it doesn't feel right. I don't like how he's called himself like Mr. Unlimited. Yeah, like like why is he calling himself Mr. Unlimited on a selfie camera? Like we we don't like that. Jamar Chase probably gave him most of that drip, though. Come on, look at probably, no, no. But the thing is, no, it was like that at Ohio State. Like people rocked him at Ohio State. Oh no, that he he been that nigga. Like, he been mm-hmm. cool people. I'm just saying, like, it works one way, but not the, the other Boston way. shit, that was Chase. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It, well, it was the whole Louisiana thing, bro. He became a cult hero. But I'm saying, like, like when, when the black quarterback's a little too white, it's like, yeah, I don't really know. I don't really know about this Russell Wilson guy. You feel it? It comes across as corny and easy to bully. Yeah. Just my theory. Critical race theory with Chris Drew. Hit me with the yeah. next topic. Oh, my bad. Let's go. Yeah, that's where we <laughs> at on Joe Burrow. We're going to get into some hoops. First thing first, let's talk about that MVP ladder. Um, we all know who the fucking top two are, uh, Giannis and fucking Jokic, and oh, top three. I can't disrespect him. Embiid, Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid. We all know one of them three motherfuckers is winning the MVP. Who do y'all got right now winning? Right now, right now, the favorite is Embiid, and that's who I'm going with. I feel like he should have been MVP (laughs) this year and last year. Like he just he's better than Jokic all around, defense, offense, everything he do is better. No, he ain't better at passing it. Oh, okay, yeah, he don't do that though. He don't need to pass. Like why he need to pass when he walking forty? I, I understand. Yeah, yeah and be, Giannis, Giannis going to finish second. This little skid that the Nuggets that had losing the bad team that dropped Jokic. I I think Embiid should win unanimously. Yeah, easily. That, okay, so we all agree. Embiid is the MVP. Yeah. I think Embiid's been unbelievable, and I, and I don't think he, bro. If you bet on this nigga, his line is thirty-four and a half points. What the fuck? 
I have to bet on this nigga at the five to score four, 35 points to get my parlay right. Do you know how fucking crazy that is? That's absurd. 30, 35 points. for that. And he'll hit it, though. And, and he will hit it, though. But then he'll come 33. Now nah, you saw it. Because any other nigga, 33 is green. <laughs> no, so uh, here's a quick betting tip. When I take Embiid, I always take points, rebounds combined. Because if he is not shooting well, he's boarding the fuck out of it. I mean, hey, take actually, a point and rebound or his fantasy actually, score. He went on a little streak of not grabbing 10 rebounds, and he was pissing me off betting on him. <laughs> no, I mean, that usually means he's giving you the third. Yeah, you're right. But here we go. On Embiid. I don't think people are realizing what we're watching. Yeah. Uh, I think I've seen something. He's like one of the first centers to average 30 since Shaq. <laughs> he, yeah, he's the first center to do this like this. And we are yeah. witnessing what we Great. thought Boogie Cousins was going to be. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Like That's he would have been that if he didn't get hurt. Well, 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 a couple things like Boogie didn't take care of his body. I think it was eating right, a little bit too right. We are watching like modern day science build a giant. Like he's got the widest shoulders of every center. Like physically, every trait and tool in the world. And in a time where teams are trying to play small ball, he's the last remaining dominant force. So while teams have gone small ball. He stayed in the lineup, and he is taking advantage at such a clip. He's been so incredibly dominant. He is forcing other team centers to play longer than ever. He's finally, finally in shape. And he's developed a true inside-out game. He's facing up. He's posting up. He is using more than two moves, which was my biggest frustration with him early, and which is why the playoffs is bothersome. And he's not settling. And when he does, it's usually cash. We are witnessing a truly masterfully dominant center and the most complete center we've seen in the NBA, most completely dominant offensive center we've seen in the NBA since Shaq. Like he's more dominant than, than, than Jokic. People don't want to talk about it. Like Jokic isn't physically bothersome. Like I can put a smaller, quicker body on Jokic and kind of neutralize some of the scoring and worry about the passing. If I, if I put a smaller body on Embiid, he's capable of backing you down. And he's got more moves than Giannis. And that's what people aren't ready to discuss. So I think he's I think he's the the runaway MVP. I think if we give it to Jokic, it would be the crime the way we gave it to Steve Nash two times that give it yeah. to Jokic. Yeah. I think so, we give I mean, it to- that also answer our next question. <laughs> we all agree as well unanimously. Embiid mm-hmm. <laughs> is the best center in the league. <laughs> he is. He is. So, my top my, my top three are Embiid, Jokic, and then Sabonis. That boy yeah. Sabonis a motherfucking problem. Super underrated. Really good yeah. player. Like, he came out of nowhere for real. Like, not really out of nowhere, but, like, I would have had Cat and Bam over him last year. And then this year, he took a leap. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah. But then, like, well, even how you were talking about Embiid, how dominating he is on offense. But then, like, he's a top three defender in the league, too. Like, inside and out. He can guard whatever he want to guard. Like, to be 7'1", 300 pounds damn near, he shouldn't be able to guard one through five. He's the last of his kind. On the point of Sabonis, what surprises me is that when he went to the Kings, I was worried that him and De'Aaron Fox weren't really a fit right? because of the kind of stylistically. But he's proven himself to be such an A-plus passer. And he's also in shape, so he doesn't wear down. Um, But he's been really effective for them. So those are my three best centers. But I think Embiid is is here. Jokic is here. And then Sabonis is here. I mean, was that in shape uh, and passing thing? Was that a little shot at Jokic's fat ass? 
<laughs> yeah, bro. Like you're an NBA player. Go look like one, please. <laughs> even even if you're a little husky and you, like he gets taken out of games late, like especially if teams mm-hmm. like wear on him, like when Embiid goes against him, you can tell the gap that's actually between those two. Yeah, like like go like go get your fat ass in the gym, bro. <laughs> Like, like, honestly, like, if you ever want to fight me on the court, Jokic, I'm just going to make you run around five screens, and then I'm going to sock you because I know you'll be tired by that. <laughs> right. Hit me. Keep them coming. So the NBA betting lines are oddly close. Uh, fill us in on, on some of that right there. What do you guys think? How good is Vegas? They're very good. They be beating my ass they, almost every day. They're sneaky good, though. <laughs> like, like, they'll take, like, Jimmy Butler to go over 24 and a half and he'll come 24 randomly or then he'll go 19. Are they like, a little too good? Does it does it ever do you ever wonder like that? No, they real. they too good for sure. It's like they I mean, that that script shit might be real damn near. Yeah, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the league script <laughs> and then underneath all that you got your your Vegas script. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, nigga on on March 28th, you got to come 17, 6, and 6 because your parlay is motherfucking 18.5, 7, and 8. So it's like, like <laughs> they know. Or they like, and then it's like, this nigga going to hit, this nigga going to hit, but he going to miss right here because it's going to fuck up everything for you anyway. That's how like, they, they what crazy. Computer, what computer is that? And how is it so good? Hey, somebody, hey, at halftime, somebody, look, Kyrie was going dumb by half. Hey, Kyrie, motherfucker, if you don't get your ass out there and miss everything, we are going to start another motherfucking investigation on you, and you ain't going to be playing the next half of the year. We got got Chad GBT having you saying some anti-Semitic stuff. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker, you better go out there and go 0 for 17. <laughs> and seven free throws. It's like it's, it's like it's like the Buffalo Wild Wings nigga. He just went to work for Vegas. Nigga would push the button when something was going. We need overtime. Like that nigga that was pushing those buttons. He he went to <laughs> Vegas, and that's man, just really man. Especially with the Bulls. Oh my, they've been killing the last what? Not maybe what if they played like yesterday or something? Two games before that, both my parlays green with the Bulls. They go to overtime both games. Both red. Oh, see, the thing that killed me is when you take under on points and then there's like 30 seconds left and then the person that you don't need to get fouled, get fouled, even though mm. they're 20 points, they hit both free throws and now they're over. You've had them going under 18 and a half. Now they're at 19 points. That Late happened to me throws. like 30 times. That happened to Late me with Marco. Late free throws break my heart. They do. Every time. They break my heart. I've thrown my phone more times than I've ever thrown. Enough of the betting, though. Everybody ain't feeling the betting. <laughs> Sorry, y'all that don't even like gambling. We not addicts. We just, you know, we we, no, we like to be around the, around the sport no matter what. Okay, we are addicts. We don't need to call for help, though. We good. We good. I Man, promise. I never call for help. I'll call for help parlay. But our boy Ja is back. Ja's redemption tour. He's unsuspended. Uh, well, he's not unsuspended. Nigga, he's he's suspended. <laughs> like we didn't even play this. He's not allowed to play. He's not allowed to play yet. I don't know what's going on with Ja. Oh, well, well, he came off the bench. Oh, he came okay. off the bench. Yeah, when I seen it, it was like he's on the court, but he's not playing. But so Ja is back. Um, how do you feel his redemption tour is going to go? Did he learn, 
or or like you said earlier before we started, is it just a Jalen Rose interview and now motherfucker go ahead and get back on that court? Honestly, this has been the funniest progression I've seen from the NBA because the NBA was acting like he killed somebody and they were they were they remember they said he's suspended indefinitely. We're gonna get him some help. This thing is help consisted of talking to his dad, telling him to put the handy cup down, going to talk to Jalen Rose about a whole bunch of nonsense on the interview, and then he's back. This is like when you are a high school athlete and your teacher says, you need to punish this kid. He's been disrespectful in my class. And the coach is like, damn, that's our star. All right, we're going to say we'll give him some discipline. You make him run two suicides at class, and you bench him for the first quarter of the JV game to make the teacher happy. Like, that's what this was. So I think the redemption tour is back. Um, I... <laughs> If y'all think this nigga job really fuck with like really really scared of Adam Silver, you're out of your mind. <laughs> I mean, he is like I would put hands on Adam Silver. I mean, eight games is like light as he, fuck. Oh, you know what's crazy? The the first um game suspension it was supposed to be was like fucking forty eight. Yeah, this was to be something crazy like the rest of the uh-huh. season type shit. He was proactive and was like, you know what? I'm gonna go here, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Florida. I'm going to go to this treatment center for two days, and we let's get that down. I think two days equals 40 games, right? And then on top of that, those eight games that he was suspended for, they counted the time that he just missed. That's what I'm saying. So all this is just some fake trouble, huh? It was, yeah. just more, it was just more attention on the face of the league to get some more attention. Like, I don't know. I don't but know. Really, really, he just put the camera down because he's all the stuff he's doing. You know who did it and was doing just fine. Well, not to really point a gun at the staff members, but yeah, James no, Harden in the club. James Harden be in the club every day with the blick and, and nobody. Yeah, hey, but he was also with little baby. Didn't he, he buy a fucking strip club in Houston? Maybe something about like the like the better the it's, reviews, the, the worse he plays that night. There's some way how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Baby, my guy, little baby. That's my favorite rapper. Mm-hmm. But he was a bad influence on Harden. <laughs> now, John Morant coming to the league. NBA Youngboy is fucking his mind up. NBA Youngboy got that nigga in a chokehold and he don't even know him. <laughs> He's literally like the kids out here. NBA mm-hmm. Youngboy is literally crazy. He got Josh so far under his pit, bro. <laughs> what do you what do you think Dylan Brooks listened to listens to? Man, bro, he listened whatever he listened to, he don't really fuck with it. I don't know. I don't I feel like I feel like he might call me the Edward with a hard R. <laughs> like, I don't know what he I don't know. Hey, what. Dylan Brooks a menace. Oh, no. Y'all see him knock over the cameraman and can't even help him. Shout yeah. out my boy Kyrie not taking Here's that lame ass nigga jersey. Like, wait, yeah, that was crazy. But like you <laughs> do what Dylan Brooks does, and then you wear a a wife beater and have it tucked into your jeans with a belt that's not a Gucci belt. That's that's no, that's that's thug like acti- activity, right? That's he'll kill a motherfucker for sure. <laughs> like, I didn't I'm see the beater I'm tucked into the jeans off the off the Gabe's belt. I didn't see that. Like I didn't know I didn't know if he was gonna go like make some crazy ribs or if he was gonna put a Confederate flag on his head and call it a do-rag. Like I didn't know what I was witnessing. Oh, he like, this is not what Rosa Parks was in the back of the bus for. This was uh, in front of the bus. <laughs> Tom Moran is a bad influence on the league. His team you tripping. Know, I, I think Dylan did it to Jock. Dylan did it to Jock. Dylan a fucking menace, bro. Hey, Draymond. Draymond average seven and be laughing at that motherfucker. <laughs> hey, imagine if somebody average seven, four, and four and be baking me outside of work. You know how salty I would be? But you got to be some sort of like. Demon to make Clay Thompson beef with you. 
Hey, hey, Clay Thompson was on the bench like one, two, three, not three, four. <laughs> How many you got, Dylan? <laughs> How many hey, Dylan called a dynasty, bro? That's really crazy. I feel like the Grizzlies got a dynasty. Like, can y'all win something? They're gonna break up. Like, by you say a potential 20- to be they gonna, they gonna break up by 2025, bro. Desmond and Jog gonna stay. Dylan probably gonna be gone. Somebody else gonna be gone. I think Desmond going to be one of the I really, I don't think you let go of the minutes I think, of the team. I think Desmond going to be gone. Well, I think to have a dynasty. Desmond just want a hoop, bro. He just wants the hoop. He's not really with the nonsense. But I think to, to have a potential dynasty, you need multiple superstars. I don't think they have multiple superstars. I think they have one with some really good players. Yeah. I mean, I think Desmond could be a, a star soon. Uh, bro, listen. Superstar. Are we talking like. Talking All like star. KD, no superstar. Like you need no, a no, KD, Giannis, MB level player like, plus another KD. Giannis. No, like, plus like how, like, like today, like this. When I think superstars, what I think, like, would it surprise me if they won an MVP here soon? And if the answer is yes, then they're not a superstar. Facts. Okay, like, I, I will. I will. I will never see him on an MVP ladder. And to me, okay, not a superstar. I would. I don't think I'd ever see him on an All NBA. Well, I don't think Jaw gonna win MVP. Well, I, I could, but I could. You could definitely see Jaw on an MVP ladder if he played. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's where I'm at. Hit me. Keep him going. Keep him rolling. Rolling. Who, who who the sleeper team? We back on the NFL. Sorry, my fault. We were supposed to use this before that, but who our sleeper team? Oh, is it? No, no, no. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Yeah, we're on Scratch NBA, all that. Sleeper team in the playoffs for the NBA. Coming up, this it do start in April, don't it? It's April. Who y'all got being a sleeper in the playoffs? Take it, Chris. It's interesting because when you sit here and think about teams that are sleepers, like it feels weird feeling like Philly has a really good shot this year. But I think they've become a sleeper because they've kind of been viewed as like a regular season success team. Right. Um, like the Nuggets. They're the Nuggets. Yeah, the, the, it, it, it feels weird because – we're not going to see LeBron in the playoffs, I guess. We don't know that yet. AD could fuck around and still hit 10. And if they no. hit 10. Didn't they get officially eliminated from contention? No. They literally, I think, a game behind whoever's at 10. They're a game and a half behind 6 seed right now, which is the Thunder. And I think the 10th seed is like a game. They're like, if, if this 10th seed lose tonight and the Lakers win, they switch. That's how it's going. There it is. As if, as if AD can do it, though. If AD and his glass body can get there. He got to drop his nuts, man. Like, he's a top five talent in the league. I don't know why he just don't got that Giannis mentality. Like, I'm going to go win every night. <laughs> I'm going to just go play at 100% every night. Because his body is made of glass. That's why. So your sleeper right now is Philly. Yeah, I think it's Philly. Um, I, I don't think – Give I don't think the Celtics are good enough to win a title this year. So the Celtics? I think I they get outcoached a lot. As a Celtics fan, I just think they get outcoached a lot. Get, they do. Right, give, us, give us your West, too. In the West, I have the Kings. Oh, man, I got the Kings, too, bro. Get off my pen, bro. No, no, my pen is top tier, best in the world. Like, <laughs> like my, my pen's well, crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm on your ass. I'm coming. I'm just saying, I'm like, 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 like Aubrey Graham and them tap in, like, best pen in the world. But the, the Kings are interesting because I think they're a tough playoff out because they're a true inside-out team, but they're a switch inside-out team. Like, their best player is an inside-playing point guard, and their second best player, or first, depending on how you like it, is an outside-playing center that can get guys involved. 
So I think if you have two guys that can score around the rim and also distribute and play defense, they play a fast style of basketball. They win late. They've been in a lot of close games this year. And that's something I look out for because naturally in the playoffs, games get a lot closer. So if teams have already been winning close games and they don't panic in the moment, then you tend to see like bleed over success. I, I really like where the Kings stand with that. So I am Kings. If they're healthy, I, I am a Kings guy on the West. So that, that, that's what I got. But again, I do think the Suns will come out of the West. De'Aaron Fox has been like the most clutch player in the league this year. Correct. Yeah. But he was I'm, slept on for so I was long. Gonna, I was going to go Kings too. Okay. But I also seen that they're like a bottom six defense in the league, like just all around, like right, like all that. And, you know, the whistle gets swallowed in the, in the playoffs. So are they going to hold up to that? And then are they going to be able to stop? Like even the Grizzlies, because the Grizzlies, I feel like they've like a lot of people have seen them as a contender. But then Ja went out and got all his antics and shit going on. So they're kind of like, okay, no. And then the Suns got KD, so they moved the Suns up, but now KD out. It's just an everlasting circle because even if the Lakers get in, do the Nuggets want to play the Lakers in the first round? Probably not. Y'all got some. You said what? No, it ain't. It's some. That's somewhere else. That's somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, like, do the Nuggets really want to see the Lakers in the first round, or even the Clippers? Because Paul George would just went out, and he's supposed to get reevaluated in two to three weeks. But like, who really? The Nuggets are just—they're one seed by name only. Mm-hmm. Like, they are like. I feel like they would lose to any of the other. This I feel like they lose to. They don't feel playoff built. They don't at all. Because you, they don't have that force that you could be like, okay, go get a bucket, go get a stop. Like the Clippers got Kawhi, the the uh, Suns got KD and D Book. That you can be like, okay, go get a bucket, go get a stop. The the um the Clippers got Kawhi and PG. The Lakers got Anthony Davis and LeBron. The Kings even got Sabonis and um. And De'Aaron will get to the line. Like De'Aaron will get to the line no matter what. De'Aaron will get to the line, and he's not afraid of that moment. Give us your East. East sleeper team. I don't really got an East sleeper team. I feel like the top three are going to be like, I mean, I guess you could say it's the Cavs. If one, if someone gets hurt in the East, like a Jalen Brown or Tatum, or a Giannis or Drew or Drew or an Embiid or a Harden, and then the Cavs can stay healthy, the Cavs can fuck around and come out the East. I I think they're, I think they're pretenders, man. It's either you think they're pretenders. I don't think the Cavs will top, go back. They have a top five defense in the league, and then we all seen Donovan Mitchell perform in the playoffs. I kind of want to see Garland and Mobley. Let's see if they step up. But if I go, my sleeper would be the Knicks in the East right now. Ooh. Uh, I feel like as long as Ju- if, uh, Barrett been playing really good basketball, and I've hated Barrett. Since college, I didn't <laughs> think he was gonna be good. At first, he started off the Knicks than the Cavs. He started off not good, or uh, and then out of nowhere he blossomed, and I, I, I give it all to him. So he's playing good ball. Randall Brunson. I feel like if they all stay well, they could they could make some moves in the East. Like you said, they could fuck around, upset a Tatum and, and JB, or they you know. I like the Cavs a little bit too, but yeah, like you said, I don't think they are physical enough for playoff basketball. See, I don't think that I don't think that those teams can upset a team if everyone is there. That's my like caveat there because I don't think that 
I think it's going to be the Sixers, the Bucks, or the Celtics that come out. If an injury happens to every one of those teams, obviously that's unlikely. Or if an injury happens to, let's say they play, who would they play in the first round? I mean, let's say they play the Bucks in the second round and Drew get hurt, and then you got the Sixers and the Celtics battling. They go seven, they're tired when they face the Cavs, and I don't think the, I don't think the Bucks can win without Drew Holiday or Giannis against a deep team. I hate the Bucks. Yeah, I know. I hate <laughs> I hate watching him play. I like I like Drew a lot, but I hate I love Drew. I was so happy when he guys were in. I hate the Bucks. And we all got the we all got the Kings in the West. So give me, I think we all got the same in the West as well. Your team that's not your team that's gonna not perform how the seating shows, and we're all gonna say the Nuggets. Yep, it's the Nuggets. Okay. <laughs> it's definitely the Nuggets. And then in the East, we can also say the Mavs though. Uh, the Mavs are the se- the Mavs are a seven seed, and then fucking Jokic is one. It ain't. Yeah. I think I, uh, I I think it's the the Cavs in the what in the East. The Cavs, and then the team that's there strictly off the motherfuckers that are no longer on the team is the Nets. So they will be <laughs> fucking four old in the first round. So get them the fuck out of there. But they're gonna make it due to the record. KD and Kyrie already you had. Katie and Kyrie already had. So, um, them, so yeah, Cavs, Cavs, Nets, and motherfucking uh, Nuggets. Those are the, those will be the teams we see fall out early. We got uh, one last time before we get out of here. We gonna say the top five people that need to win a ring now, or they never will. We all know who number one is. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. It's got to be you're 74. Right. You're 74 point God, <laughs> and you still have not won a ring. You have broken ass legs, KD around you, and you got D book. Why? And you also strange? got and you also got D eight around you. <laughs> that was weird, wasn't it? My fault. <laughs> so if you can't win without KD, uh, DeAndre Ayton, and D book around you. It just ain't gonna happen, my boy. And two, mm. two, two through five. I got. A I know we all different. I have a question. Is his window this year? Yes. Is, like, if he don't win this year, it's he over. can't ever win again. No, it's over. So even with the same team next year, you don't think he could win? No. So I mean, it, it definitely, it would definitely concern me seeing how, like, how they lost. Like, I think, I think he has yeah. to win one this year. Um, I think James Harden. Has to win win this this year, but I also think I got him him and Embiid. I got him and Embiid together as well. Well, but but I think the Harden and Embiid window is bigger than the Chris Paul window, right? Yeah, I mean, simply because Chris Paul is fucking thirty eight, and then Katie, all of them, or the the three on the the uh, Suns that you have to worry about. D. Bookman battling hamstring. Katie's lower extremities are falling off. (laughs) Legs, Achilles, knee, like you know, all types of shit. And the West is going to keep getting better. The East is the, not. The The East is very top-heavy. And then, yeah. oh, yeah, back to Chris, Chris Paul, though. And then Chris, we already know his hamstring. Man, he's 54. Yeah, and, he, and he's already. Fuck his he, legs. He's and, about to die soon. Yeah. He has to he's already. Get it yeah. now. But then, you got an like, ARP card. ARP card is fire. <laughs> Yo, Chris Paul got an ARP card. <laughs> 
in the wow. in the East though, the window for Embiid and Harden definitely is a lot bigger because the Celtics and the Bucks are their only real competition there. Mm-hmm. If an yeah, injury Maxie happens, to, they a young star, huh? Maybe young, I just I like Maxi as well, man. Yeah, year. but I mean, he's so young; he's not really Harden is toward the end of his career, mm-hmm. and Embiid is in the middle, like prime. Like these are his prime mm-hmm. winning years. This is where he can show, okay, y'all had Giannis as the best player in the league, but look what happened when I got equal, like, talent around me. Like, yeah, I had Jimmy Butler for a year, but I had Ben Simmons, and we all see what's happening with him. Well, there go a name, Jimmy Butler. If he do not win this year, he's done. Don't see Jimmy Butler. I agree. And another name I'll throw in there is Russell Westbrook. Yes, sir. I don't think he's – I, him and Paul George, I could throw in together as well. Yeah, like that, them together. Like this is it. Oh, you so you can't see like I'm not gonna use Westbrook because Westbrook is like he's a role player now. So okay, Jimmy yeah, Butler, or, Jimmy Butler, or Paul George, you can't see them going to another team being a number three, a number two, just being that three, not three and D guy. For yeah, Jimmy I mean, I think, I think I think Jimmy Butler's gonna end up with LeBron at some point, kind of near the end. It just naturally <laughs> just feels like those two have to play together at some point. I don't I, think I, Bron, like I don't Jimmy, think a forty-four year old Bron and an old Jimmy Buck. I don't do think it. I don't think Jimmy and Bron necessarily mesh. I think Jimmy will do good with like a shooter. I think he'll do good like obviously in Golden State or even pairing him with Durant or something like that. I feel like that's where he would do good. But like even just being Jimmy Buckets in the playoffs, I feel like and then Paul George just not being PG thirteen in the playoffs. Yeah, no, they're, they're, like, they're, I feel like they're I feel like they have a little more leeway than guys like Westbrook because. We're seeing Westbrook, and they're naming him like a toxin. Like he's coming to a team and killing them. Like, yeah, he do that. He do that. That style. I'm gonna play. throw one more name in there. He he ain't he can't do it this year because they're already done. Damian Lillard. Mm, he does not win player. it next year. And that's I, no slight on him. I fuck with Dame so heavy, it is bro. No fault of his own. Mm-hmm. I I. I I fuck with Dame, but staying at the Trailblazers is not the good move. It just really isn't. I I would understand if they was building around him like they should be, but I mean, come on. Bro. And he also just said he's not interested in rebuilding at this point in his career. He's also not interested in leaving. So he's just a if Carmelo he, Anthony now. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna get traded, and it's gonna come out in like four years that Dame really requested a trade, but they're gonna make it look like. Oh yeah, the Trailblazers got rid of Dame because they're trying to get younger and rebuild. That's what's going to end up happening. Somebody should should have made the play to get him Carl Anthony Towns because I think that's the relationship that that would have really benefited. I think I think I Carl really, needed someone like Dame, and I think Dame needed someone like Carl. The Blazers um, really should have made a run at KD. Everyone not, knew he, everyone knew he was available though. Like yeah, they takes in a couple players, and then KD, Dame, and Jeremy Grant like. And I know I can't. But Dame is slick talking and, and sneak dissing KD for years. I mean that's cool, but I mean I'm just, I'm just saying like, <laughs> like he been like he been sneak dissing KD for forever. So I understand that. Yeah. All right, I lied though. One more thing before we get out of here. Yeah. Who's your team that went to the playoffs in in the NFL last year that ain't gonna be there this year, and your team that's gonna take that spot? The Buccaneers. They're out. Huh. I guess I, I should have given this more thought. Stump, stump, <laughs> stumping. Wow. Well, go. I got my AFC too. The the it, uh, I guess it's a if. If the Ravens do not sign Lamar Jackson, they are the fuck out of here. 
quick, fast, and in a hurry. And then replacing them will be the Jets. Um, and then the NFC as well. I got the Bucks not going, and they will be replaced with the Bears. Ooh, that's huge. The Bears. I will say I'm gonna say the Saints. So I think I think the Bears because I think the Bears will win their division now that Aaron Rodgers is gone. You think so? Even with JJ and Kirk. Yeah. You think you think the Bears win the division over the Lions? Well, I feel like yeah, man, I great mean, moves. Lions, Lions. Not I. I'm still. I'm gonna the, stick with the Saints. Though. So we don't think the Bucks are gonna make the playoffs with Baker. I'm no. just gonna throw that out there now. We all hate Baker, but <laughs> I'm gonna like, take the Saints. So obviously the Bucks aren't gonna make the playoffs. So mm-hmm. there has to be a division winner. The Panthers suck. We already know that. The the Bucks are gonna be bad with Baker. Horrible quarterback play. And then I can't even think of the, the other Rams teams. get Cooper Cup. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not in the division. The, uh, yeah. And then the Saints are in the, oh, and the oh, Falcons. Yeah, the and the Falcons, 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 who you said. I got the Saints winning. Yeah, so division. the Saints going to win the division. So That's take one of the yeah. Saints win the division. No, I think. What'd you say? I think the Bears make the playoffs, though. Again, they, they'd have to replace one of them wild card teams. They'd have to replace, I don't think they can win the division over They'd the have to replace. How many go? Seven, right? Yeah. They'd have to replace they could replace Dallas, the Giants. Giant no. They'd have to replace Giants. <laughs> Seattle. This thing working. Detroit. <laughs> or Detroit Minnesota. Nigga, who are they gonna replace? Oh, they didn't make it. They'd have to replace the Bears can replace the Giants as one of the wild cards. Nigga, you wanna watch your mouth? They can replace the Seahawks. <laughs> hey, they you can got replace Jay the Seahawks. Look, you got Jay. They didn't make it either. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. You got Jay Field, you got Jay Fuse there, or you got the Giants there, baby. Nigga, I got you shutting the hell up before I <laughs> You think the Giants come back bro, with Danny Dollins? You know, look how close he is. He's bro, making crazy. sure the camera working. Hey, bro, crazy. <laughs> Jay Fields or the he look Asian. <laughs> Yo. You heard it there, though. Jay Fields going to the playoffs next year. I am in full support of that one. That is not just player, not bro. just to the playoffs, to the Super Bowl. It's like, oh yeah. So uh, I appreciate y'all support. <laughs> um, that's where we gonna end the show because Chris is. Uh, it's clearly the time is getting a little getting a little too high for our boy because he just said the Bears going to the Super Bowl, <laughs> and then he just threw a shot back. Okay, yeah, it's it's getting a little crazy. I appreciate you coming on the show. You know, being a nigga. Who's show. who's laughing? <laughs> we can't even end the show, dude. Tripping, but we appreciate you coming on the show, man. You know, it's all love. Appreciate uh, the help with the startup. You know we're gonna do this again. Hopefully next probably like next month or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, have you on here as a monthly spot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just tapping with me. I don't be doing shit. <laughs> we already know. <laughs> All right, appreciate it, brother. We gone.